Thanks for tuning in to the Survival to Thrival podcast, based on the book series with the same name. I'm Helen Croydon, and I'm the interviewer of the biggest stars of the show, the two co-authors, Tehi Norm and Bob Tinker. Tehi and Bob are a duo of investor and entrepreneur. They have a long history of working together and have written two books together, aimed at founders and entrepreneurs striving to build enterprise startups. This podcast is based on the themes, advice and real world stories from their book series, Survival to Thrival. If you enjoyed this, please like it, subscribe or share it with your network. You may remember from one of our recent episodes, Tahi and Bob spoke to a rare go-to-market sales leader, Mark Smith, who's managed all levels of revenue from below 2 million to above 2 billion at companies including MPI, NetScreen, Infoblox and Arista. We cover the challenges of progressing through these roles. This episode, Mark Smith is back and Tahi and Bob are going to ask him about becoming a CRO, or you may call it the next evolution from SVP of sales to a modern GTM leader. What are the changes and unlearning moments required? Bob, I'm going to hand straight over to you for the questions on this. Yeah, thanks for coming back, Mark. Really good to talk again. A lot of our listeners said they found your last episode very useful. So the second topic we wanted to focus on with you is, as Helen said, how to be a modern CRO and the evolution from VP of sales to CRO. How has sales leadership and go-to-market leadership changed um, since when you first started to what it looks like now? Yeah, I mean, that was 30 years ago. So I, I think the uh, the very authoritative, um, the the tablets from on high being shared with the uh, with the team um, model is is uh, is gone. You know, it's a much more of a consensus model. Part of it is, you know, the the mindset of salespeople today is you can't just tell me what I have to do and give me a number. You've got to explain to me why and how you think that that's achievable. Then you've got to answer my questions. And I think that's a, that's a big change. I think the, the amount of data that we have available and the tools that we have available, I mean, the, the average company with 100 plus um, SaaS applications, I mean, there's so much data available as to how I do the job. And I want to take advantage of those, those data models because I want to move away from the sort of that gut feeling of how we're going to do and that being in touch with enough of the deals to be able to drive a forecast and a pipeline and do the pipeline reviews to now I can run data models um, that give me a really tight perspective on the historical and what we, what we can expect to achieve given the spend that we have and the resources we have today. So, you know, I mean, if you look at sort of the traditional sales model is, hey, put lone wolf sales reps in NFL cities. Go. Right. Yeah. What does that look like now? Yeah, it's, it's funny where I'm doing that with some companies now. And and the uh, the that model is still alive, which blows my mind versus the model of, hey, that, let's look at the attributes of the customers that buy our product. Let's evaluate by territory exactly how many of those customers are in each of the territories. And then let's apply sales resources based on 
the data that says, here's the number of A customers that each rep should have in their territory. So it's funny that it it still exists, but it shouldn't because there's great data available through all of the, the data tools that are out there in order to develop territory models much more effectively. So for the sales leaders out there that are in the process of moving up from regional rep to VP of sales, you know, and, you know, they're looking to run one of these more modern go-to-market models. Like, what does it take to be, you know, a modern go-to-market leader? You know, historically, it was you just moved up in sales. What does it take now? What do you see? Oh, I think uh, someone who's had that relationship selling uh, model in the past and that that I'm a great leader, well, people will follow me, um, has to be married with great math skills and great analytical skills. I, I think you can't just live um, in, the, in the world of uh, being a charismatic leader. You've got to be a charismatic leader with incredible um, ability to dis- discern what the data means and how to best leverage it to get the best productivity for the sales organization. So the data is one piece of it. What about sort of building the sales system or the go-to-market machine? So how is that different than it was when you first started? Yeah, I think it's it's uh, very much more about um, being able to prototype every aspect from the hiring process all through the sales cycle and being able to look where there's friction and being able to evaluate um you know, whether you're on track or do make the course corrections, leveraging the data. So, you know, now you can look at the sales process and say, my close rate from first meeting to opportunity is X. The industry standard is I should be closing no less than 21% of that. And being able to evaluate yourself versus similar companies, leveraging the data is critical. So, you know, let's talk about you in this evolution. So, this is sort of your next evolution in terms of being a go-to-market leader. What have you been learning and unlearning as you've seen this transition to more more of a systemic end-to-end go-to-market? It's funny. I'm a, I'm a lot more deliberate in making recommendations and making changes. So, What do you mean by that? I, I think the, the gut feeling when you look at at a company, the gut feeling is, oh, this is obvious. I've seen this problem. Do this. And now, now I'm, I'm reticent to do that because I want to look at the data and I want to make sure that the recommendations are really um, the right recommendations based on the data. So um, I have uh, CEOs that I know in the Valley that will come to me and say, hey, you know, I, I got a problem. I want to change my compensation model because we've got three products and we're now moving to a platform model. What do you recommend? And my earlier self would have gone, Oh, this is exactly what we did. We solved this problem back at NetScreen. This is exactly what you do. And now I'm, I'm like, well, let's look at what you've done so far. Let's look at the data of what's working, what's not working. Let's look at what you want to achieve. And I, and I think there's just a lot more tooling available to, give much better answers rather than guess. And I think it gets, it get it helps move the CEO and the, the VP of sales away from let's try this and next month, try this and next quarter, try this 
based on talking to really successful people in the Valley um, about what they've done versus build, looking at the entire process, the sales process and figuring out based on what you're seeing here and the trends you're seeing here, you, you've got to fix the messaging around this product or this, this portion of the, the product set that you have or you've got to fix the messaging out to your channel partners or whatever it is. So how's that changed culture? You know, if you look at sort of the culture of a go-to-market team, that sounds different than some of the things you were talking about earlier. I think it's this, this whole thing that Bob, you and I've talked about is there's a lot more people involved in the sales process today from the company than just the salesperson, his SE. I think this concept, you know, it's a village. You're actually, you've actually got to, take advantage. Yeah, it's no longer a lone wolf sport. Yeah, it's it's absolutely critical that, you know, understanding the personas. Who's in the village? Like, talk to me about that. Like, that's a cool concept. I love it's a village, but like, who's in the village? Oh, I mean, it's, I think marketing, you know, no longer is marketing looked at, you know, we talked about this, no longer looked at like the enemy, but marketing, um, I can, I can get persona-based marketing you know, account-based or persona-based marketing programs. And I can actually get the feedback on what the customer has actually looked at on their screen, how long they last, they, they looked at that particular feature or product within our product set, where they went on the website afterwards, what is of interest. I can go in with such a more informed view. And I can also look at exactly what products they've bought in the past that allows me to go look at, um, talk to those companies and say, how does this person buy? What do they think about? What drives them? You know, I can build ROI models, leveraging sales operations and, and the finance and marketing teams. Yeah, let's talk about sales operations. Like, so how is sales operations different than, like what's important about sales operations in these more modern go-to-market leader models? Oh my gosh. I, I, I have to say, I looked at sales operations early in my career as, you know, they're useful. They help me put together the charts and the forecasts and the board slides, and they're useful. And they run Salesforce for you. Thanks very much. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you, sales operations, I, I know so many CROs now who... It's so critical. <laughs> they're, they're, they're taking their, their most trusted person. It's like you and Tay. They're taking the most trusted person to them with every company they go to. The first person they're hiring is not that top sales rep. It's actually their sales operations leader. That's a great point. That's a great point. So do you think future VPs of sales and VPs of go-to-market are going to be former sales ops people? Uh, I think it's it's absolutely already happening. Yeah, I, I've seen a number of people come out of um, very different persona and a very different mindset. It really, it really is. I mean, I think the finance background and um, you know, having that, that operational or the, the ability to really look at the data is so critical. I think it'll actually um, continue as a trend going forward. Mark, I want to go back to uh, the topic about culture and uh, the composition of the sales team itself. And uh, just getting your thoughts about uh, uh, diversity, diverse backgrounds, especially as you know, you see more diversity in the customer base. That's a that's a great topic in itself, right? Is um, we had this mindset. Uh, I think I referred to it earlier. Of you know, you had this mindset of this you know bro culture where 
bunch of guys and they're all, you know, they're heavy partiers and they're, you know, it's all, you know, and they're all, they get on stage and they expect the entire company to stand and applaud for them on stage. Um, but that's not necessarily aligned with the customer, the persona. I mean, look at the IT person and how that, that person or those IT people have changed. And the person now that comes with a technical background, the person now that comes with a vertical awareness background or a finance background, if you're in selling into large banks and stuff, who can understand the challenges and the problems of that customer, you can align much better if you've got experience with that background than just because you're a meeting a salesperson. How about on the diversity angle? Yeah, I think that's that's also true. You know, you're you're dealing with many different people from different cultures. You know, in 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 the IT environment, if you're selling to the IT owner, you're you're going to see a lot of diversity in the IT organization. You know, the the major you know IT universities and and hotbeds for developing the the CISOs and the CIOs is not coming from your traditional liberal arts college in the U.S. You know, they, there's a high probability that they're going to come from international and that they're not going to come from the same background that, that you came from. And I think that's where I think building a diverse sales team has a huge advantage because it gives you the ability to, to as a collaborative team, to better talk to to those people from different cultural backgrounds. If you look at this evolution from sort of SVP of sales to a sort of more systematic end-to-end go-to-market leader, you know, a lot of that often gets wound up in sort of the concept of a product-led go-to-market where there's a lot less salespeople involved. Talk to me a little bit about what it takes to be sort of a modern go-to-market leader in a more product-led go-to-market where it doesn't have sort of a lot of traditional salespeople. Think like a Twilio or an Atlassian. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know the freemium models and you know all all those programs. You know the especially going after mid market, which is you know massive opportunity. I think there's um, this big change where you've got to as a as a sales leader, you've got to get off your ego about it's all about building an A plus sales team. To now, it's about how do I how do I build a systematic, scalable approach to get to customers and at at, mat, at such incredible speed. And I can't do that, you know. Right now in COVID times, this is acutely a problem where I can't go wine and dine and have lunch and have beers and everything else with customers. So how do I get to those customers and create um, an organic you know, just a flow of leads and prospects. And a lot of that is done through, through marketing. What's your advice to a CRO and a company that has a completely product led go to market that their goal is to actually be able to sell and win customers without salespeople at all? Uh, My advice would be to uh, jump in with, with both feet and understand exactly what are going to be the best uh, methods to to get to those customers. I mean, right now, social and being able to, to develop channels for customers to do peer to peer conversation is is a huge 
opportunity. And I think it, the, the, the VP of sales, the CRO has got to recognize how customers um, talk, what they want to hear and how they want to converse so that they can actually, their value add isn't building that large sales organization. Their value add is driving. How do we build the right channels for communication with those customers and create that cross communication between customers? We've sort of on and off talked about this concept of a CRO. What does that title mean to you? Is it basically a souped up VP of sales? Is it different? Does this title mean anything different? Like you're out there working with a lot of different companies now. What do you think? Well, I think it's, um, I think the problem, Bob, is with guys like you who are CEOs, you know, the, the egos <laughs> are so, <laughs> the, the, you, know, the, you know, chief executive, just all, it's all your fault, you know, that you had to be a chief executive <laughs> officer versus just president of the company. And uh, so we all in sales wanted it. We wanted a chief officer title too, you know, so I, I think it's your fault. <laughs> but I, 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 I think there is an expectation um, from the board and from the, you know, from the, the, the investors that the CRO has a much broader um, systematic approach to sales and that they recognize that, hey, we, we may have to course correct and eliminate this, this whole mid-market channel sales team that we have. We may have to eliminate our inside sales team because we can do this organically through social media and through other channels uh, more effectively from a marketing perspective and spend the dollars more effectively to scale. I think it is the expect expectations of, of the boards, the investors, and the CEO that the CRO has a much broader business view and systematic view. Great discussion, Mark. Terrific to spend time with you. And on behalf of all our listeners, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Survival to Thrival podcast with me, Helen Croydon, and co-authors Tehi Nam and Bob Tinker. This podcast is aimed at enterprise startup leaders. If there's someone you know who would find this podcast useful, please share it with them, subscribe, or leave a review. That's how others find us. 